Welcome to another edition of The Real Critic Movie Reviews. I'm Reggie Ponder, The Real Critic, where you get unique views for regular folks. I mean, movie information and movie reviews. And yes, you're getting it from just little old me. But while it is a monologue, I'm hoping that you will hit me up so we can create a dialogue. So come on, it's time to talk movies. What I loved about it when I first read it was that it, it's incredibly relatable. Um, because this relationship is the centerpiece of the movie, um, but, but you, you, you really feel what this means to both of them individually. You, 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 you go into, back to the home with Ken Miles and you see his relationship with his wife and his son. You see what's at stake and the crossroads he's at, um, the financial trouble he's in. And you get that with Shelby as well. You know, this, this is an inflection point in both of their lives. Um, they need each other in order to have the outcome that they both need to have happen. Um, but they fight like brothers, you know, which is, um, you know, they drive each other pretty, you know, crazy, which, which, is, a lot of, which is a lot of fun. It's like a classic uh, buddy movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's my attempt to make some car sounds. This week's podcast movie is Ford versus Ferrari. This stars Academy Award winners Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And I'm going to tell you, it's um, it, already, it gets me excited. Why? Because it has cars. It's based on the remarkable true story of the visionary American car designer, Carol Shelby, who is played by Matt Damon, and the fearless British-born driver, Ken Miles, who was played by Christian Bale. Now, together, they fight this corporate interference, they fight the laws of physics, and their own personal demons and problems to build like this revolutionary race car for Ford Motor Company. They have to work with Henry Ford II, Lee Iacocca, the whole corporate board, all that corporate mess, to try to make this happen just so that they can win and take on the dominating race cars of Enzo Ferrari at the 24 hour of Le Mans in France in 1966. I know, if you're not excited about this, this is not the movie for you. But if you like cars, if you like a, a good story, and if you want to learn a little bit more about this visionary American car designer, Carol Shelby, Damon and Bell are the perfect pair to bring it to you. So what's to like about this movie? Did I say cars? Well, and did I say Matt Damon? Academy Award winner Matt Damon? Did you see him in the Bourne franchise? Did you see him like in all those cars well all right then then there's christian bell and did i say i know cars did you see the guy driving that batmobile cars in, in this one he is even a better driver i like the story of ford trying to beat ferrari in the 24-hour le mans i i really like that i like the the competition and how henry ford ii was really trying to rebrand or build his brand up in a way by winning the 24 hour of Le Mans. Then there's the story of Carol Shelby. 
he drove cars, he made cars, and he lived cars. I liked learning about him, uh, a little bit about him and his drive, uh, and how actually he became this uh, great American car designer. There's the story of the, the British driver, uh, Ken Miles, who's, who is a great driver, but he really hasn't mastered the royal etiquette. I'm just saying that his bedside manner is really not to be desired. I'm saying like um, his human skills are lacking, his filter is missing, his engine is always revving. Oh, okay, I, you, you get the point, right? Then there's the story of Henry Ford II. I, I like that too, because he has a legacy to live or to improve upon. I like this film. It was funny, and um, I, I did say Cars, right? It was the bond that Cars brought to this very strange relationship between uh, Shelby and Miles. And in reality, um, if they only showed a few cars and focused on the relationship between these two men, it still would have been worth watching as Damon and Belle have great chemistry and they make this whole thing believable. It was really interesting and it got me to go along for the ride. And, you know, who wouldn't want to go along for the ride at the 24 hours of Le Mans? Um, now, all I want to say to you guys is, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. This is one worth going to see. Now, if you ask me something like, well, what's not to like about this film? There are several race racing scenes that may not advance the story because after you see one, some people might say you've seen them all, but not me. I actually like them. I think that they use these scenes to help set up the drama and to get that adrenaline going. Because, come on, we're talking about race cars, you guys. My rating for this one is three out of four reels. You won't be sorry that you missed the race. You won't feel stuck on, on the Dan Ryan or the 405, but you will feel like the ride was worth it. My rating is three out of four reels. You won't be sorry if you missed a race and you won't feel stuck on the Dan Ryan or the four or five. For those who don't know, that's a Chicago and LA reference, but you will feel like the ride was worth it. It's time for a commercial break. Hi, do you know Reggie Ponder, the real critic? Would you like to stay in touch with Reggie Ponder, the real critic? Well, you can follow him on Twitter at The Real Critic. That's R E E L. You can also follow him on Facebook at Reggie The Real Critic. Or you can connect with him at his website, ReggiePonder.com. And then you can also follow him on Instagram as The Real Critic. So if you can't get enough of Reggie, you can find him in all of those ways. Hey guys, uh, I'm glad you heard my commercial uh, and I hope I hope you heed that. But what I really hope that you heed is that you uh, actually subscribe to this podcast. And now for my section, Musings. So something has been bothering me for a little while about control. Who should have control in the, in the film industry or who should have the final say-so for movies? And it really brought me back to something that my mom told me when I was uh, a young, a youngster. She would say that if you're having a problem with a lot of people, who is the common denominator? And I, I really didn't understand it then, but as I got older, I, I did. Is basically what she was trying to say is that 
this is an opportunity for some introspection to look at yourself and see what is the problem if you reggie are having a problem with one brother having a problem with another brother having a problem with another sister having a problem with another sister then you are probably part of the problem and you might be the driver of that problem and just for those of you who don't know i have 10 brothers and sisters so that scenario is quite possible uh i don't i think i'm good right now with most of them um but this the reason i bring this up is that tim miller who was the director of terminator dark fate had a major problem with james cameron one of the producers and in fact it is reported from them that it actually turned into somewhat of a bloodbath that they argued and they argued fiercely so who has final say so who has final control is it the director is it the producer is it the star actor i mean how does that how does that really work now of course it's probably it probably works on a case by case basis but when I heard about this problem with James Cameron and Tim Miller, I was like, well, maybe that's just a one off. But there was also a problem with Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds for the movie Deadpool 2. He decided that he didn't want to Tim, Tim Miller decided that he didn't want to do that movie because he felt that Ryan Reynolds wanted too much control. So. It's, it's interesting. So as a director, you're, he's upset with the producer because the producers have, I, I think, final say, and he wanted more control. And then he's upset with the actor who wants more control. Is that reasonable? Uh, probably so. It's probably reasonable in both instances to, to want to have more control and to see the end product in the way in which you like to see it. But I would say to Tim Miller what my mom said to me. Who is the common denominator? What's interesting about uh, Tim Miller is that his resume of movies is not, is, is not that long. So the, the fact that he has the privilege to be able to deny stuff and to... Uh, to, to pick and choose I, I, I firstly I think that that's I think that that's wonderful but his list of movies as a as a director in in terms of full feature is really two Deadpool and Terminator Dark Fate now he's done some short films he also is known as a phenomenal a visual effects artist and I suspect that that's where he was able to get into the directing and, and even to the producing level because he's doing some producing as well. I just think that maybe Tim Robbins, uh, Tim Robbins, uh, <laughs> uh, look at that. Well, this is live anyway. Uh, maybe Tim Miller needs to have a little introspection. I'm just saying that's something to ponder. I want to thank you for joining me and don't forget to follow me on Twitter at The Real Critic, R-E-E-L, on Facebook at Reggie The Real Critic, on Instagram, The Real Critic, and you can follow me at my website at reggieponder.com. Thanks. I'll see you next time where we'll talk some more about the movies.